Guitars World of Gaelic Games. Hello and welcome to the TC Tires World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 7th of February. Thanks to Frank Tynan for an excellent edition of Kilkenny today. Brilliant show as always by Frank and Frank will be back on Wednesday for more great conversations and insights of what is upcoming and ongoing in Kilkenny. Coming up on tonight's show we'll be looking back at all the weekend's camogie, hurling, action and looking ahead to all this week's activity including some upcoming Leinster juvenile fixtures on the handballs front. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Text us in on our taxback.com line of 086-353-7782 or you can also phone us in on 056-7762777. And there's plenty of action last weekend, so no doubt people will have plenty of opinions. Um, I'm delighted to be joined in the studio by Pat Tracy and Nicky Brennan. Good evening, lads. Hello, Kieran. Um, I suppose probably only one place to start, lads, and that was... Moonkind's brilliant win up in Crow Park on Saturday evening and um, came down to the wire really but um, one of the great scores probably ever scored in Crow Park to Martin O'Neill's sideline Yeah well I was watching it on the um, on the TG on the TG Gar YouTube channel at home um, I was confined for a few days uh, look at it it was a fantastic score I mean at the time he got it I mean it put them two points up and it did appear as if um, you know it was the icing on the cake but obviously, to be fair to the uh, Bally Giblin lads, they responded well, got the point, and uh, you know it, it showed the importance of it. But it was one of the great scores. Now, I, I always thought Munkine were the better team. I thought they were the better hurlers. Um, but they probably conceded more frees than they would, would would have wished to concede and kept Bally Giblin in the game. And maybe Bally Giblin, obviously, bringing up uh, Keane from centre-back up to the forwards, probably unnerved uh, the Munkine lads a little bit. But I thought overall it was a very good final. I did say that I felt Moonkind were probably the best junior team going in out of Kilkenny for a long number of years to play in the final. And uh, they needed to be at their best. But I thought they were a bit, a little bit better than the, um, the Valley Gibbon as hurling wise. But the other lads showed great character to, uh, to keep on their toenail, uh, coattails and uh, you know, great, great credit from Look, I'm delighted for Moonkind. I mean, they, to lose by a point a few years ago was desperately disappointing. So to win it to win it on by a point now is as good as 20 points and um, you know they're a good team now there's a, there's a lot of young players on that team and uh, I think they'll be a, they'll be a genuine uh, contender in the intermediate Kilkenny this year um, Pat just on um, Moonkine like the all their six forward scores from play John Fitzgerald Killian Hogan four points each like you know some, some great individual performances as well yeah and uh, that's decent you know and uh, you know, they, they were um they, say, they seem to just turn up on the day and they, they, they hurled well and uh, while um, you know Bally Giblin stayed with him the whole time and what I liked the, the one thing I liked in particular was uh, when Bally Giblin got the goal Munkine came down and got the point you know and uh, brought it back and uh, then I think they might have got another point or two after that but they responded immediately and that was a good sign going through the game but uh, look the, the, they were put to the pin of their collar and it was the kind of a game that, uh, you know, I was even saying it before to Tom O'Hanlon that uh, all the games that they've played so far have been, you know, free scoring, 4-16, 4-20, all this type, you know, big scores. Whereas this was a tighter game and they had to win a, they had to win a game, a, a, we'll say a relatively low scored game mm. compared to what they had. And uh, that, that was a very good sign, you know, and to eke it out there in the finish. Uh, you know, it was it was uh, fantastic for them. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Pat kept Colin English quite like only a point from play. I know they conceded a good few frees, but like he was really their go-to man for him and Marquine and English up front. I suppose carried Bally Gibbon from for long parts of the year. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, the, I suppose what what often tends to happen, you know, with teams I find anyway, you know, coming out of Munster when they're doing it in Munster, the next thing they're get a great profile. And what's happening in Leinster is always seeing this kind of uh, Division Two stuff. But then when they meet in Croke Park, it's uh, it's a different story, you know. So. Um, I just think that this, you know, the Moonkind team and the journey they've been on and they've played games where they were short, fairly key players at different yeah. times and got through. You They're know, back at some, some of the game, earlier games. Yeah, exactly. And they've had a, a fairly stern examination and by, you know, during the course of the season, like, they, 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 they changed uh, you know the new man in full back and yeah, that Cormac yeah. Daly yeah. from wing back so mm. they're after being evolved in the whole time and they do seem to have that uh, five or six fours something that they have one or two kind of marquee fours that they, they never had they haven't had in the last 20 years if you like that are that, that, are that little slightly X factor you know and they seem to have that now yeah definitely and um I suppose, Nicky, like, it, it has been difficult for Moonkine as well, you know, they're after being out when the under-19, the under-20, and then trying to play the junior championship as well, trying to keep all those chaps fresh, you know, there's a crossover on a lot of those teams, so the management takes should take huge credit. Yeah, but it was going bad, the, the recent defeat against uh, the Borough in the under-21, the things have been, I mean, they've been winning all their matches and doing very well. I know the Borough beat them in the 19, but that was kind of some time ago. But it's been going very well, and I suppose when you're on a run like that and things are going well, and I suppose it also is a sign of a team that when you pull, you know, if you take the leg and Tara Rocks, I mean, they were gone to come back again, you know, and they, right, they got a half a game against the Offaly champions, and, and uh, but after that they picked up again and easily beat Salty and Lactacara. So, um, no, they, they've, they've, in my view, they were one of the better junior teams coming out of Kilkenny, and I'm repeating myself now, but I felt they were in a very good position to win this All-Ireland. And uh, But they got a fairly certain test now, and a lot of those players are young players, and I think they're... Uh, I think that going with the under-21 there's a number of those players who are played under-21 are again under-21 in, in 2022 so there's real talent down there now so they have an opportunity to uh, to do very well in the intermediate they certainly have I don't see any difficulty with them consolidating themselves in the intermediate and I think when it comes to the latter stages of the championship I think they could be there or thereabouts whether they're good enough not to win the intermediate maybe I'm not so sure but at the same time I think they, um, they will have learned a lot now and they'll take it easy probably for a little while I mean from their point of view getting involved in the club now putting all the effort in it means that you don't have to really get back serious at the hurling again now until probably into May's time and get um, get Mojo going again for the championship in uh, in July but they can certainly take it a little bit easier now over the next number of weeks they'll be playing in secondary competitions and uh, there'll be no great pressure on them to perform in that Yeah the one the, they're after winning and now without uh, their captain you know Niall Madden yeah. And uh, you know that's a, that's another thing that we 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 you know you'd have to take on board, and hopefully he'll be back soon. Actually, Niall Madden's mother is Mary O'Connor, sister of Willie and Eddie's. So, Pedro you know, I'm playing corner back. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yes. What did we say last week about breeding? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but Pat, it was a massive year, I suppose, for Moon Kane. You know, like um, we have a text in, obviously, but like they won the Junior A and they had four adult teams, and their highest yeah. grade was Junior. So you know, yeah. it was a massive year for them to to kick on up to intermediate. And now they're intermediate and junior. Yeah, you know, and that that's a big plus now going forward. And uh, the word coming out of Moon Kane is that they're going to have five adult teams this year. Right, you know, yeah, so. so. So that'll just, you know, uh, I suppose the rising tide really, isn't it? And, you know, that uh, I think Tom O'Hanlon was kind of tracing it back a little bit and Ned Quinn was well there to, uh, you know, being three and minor finals kind of thing, you know, and uh, that that brought on a whole brand of new young players and that have obviously have no hang-ups about... <laughs> about yeah, about commitment yeah, and all that. Yeah, like, all yeah. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it'll be interesting. So I'm I better get ready for the junior F a trip to Moon Kane, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, better, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um after the game we caught up with well, the, just the the end of it there is you have the, the bit of commentary on the sideline and uh then some of the <laughs> Yeah <laughs> some of the interviews. <laughs> yeah, and I think we I was just talking to Barry before we came over and like Martin O'Neill's sideline cut like it wasn't stopping only for the net it could have been you know, no Connell schools couldn't it it was, it was such a clear strike right, so yeah. we played that played both these for you now terrible ball gives it into the goalkeeper goalkeeper gives it out to his corner foot forward who plays out in his half back line here comes Bally Giblin here comes Bally Giblin they're trusting for the ball but again the Moon kind of fence tries to win the ball up this side of field Killian Ogre has the ball, he's on a solo run and the ball is tapped out over the sideline this side of the field, between the 65 and Moonkind have a line ball that was a good run by Martin Gannon he knew what was happening, there was plenty of traffic on him Liam Remember the phrase, there's power in numbers. That's been the story of Moonkind today. Any time they've been under any bit of pressure, a mistake has been made. There's always someone to sweep up the danger. There's less. There's, it's gone over the three minutes of added time. It's a line ball for Moonkind. Taken by... This could go all the way over the ball! What a score! What a score! From the 65-meter line, hammered. Straight over the bar. Joe Canning couldn't do it any better. Barry Giblin on the run. It's long, it's high. And it goes over the bar and narrows the gap. 22 to 21. Boom coin out in front. And the referee is looking at his watch. 20 to 3 minutes and 38. Nine seconds gone. And it's all over. And Boom coin are all Ireland junior hurling champions for the year of our Lord 2022 Liam Kelly O'Rourke what a wow I could nearly swore there wow holy loving Jesus that was one of the greatest games I've Tom Murphy the chairman of the club he's gone absolutely berserk and so are all the players and all from Moonkind and I know that Mary Murphy she's somewhere underneath us here in the Hogan stand I'd say she's not able to talk but for all the Murphys for all the Delahunty for all the Quins and the Walshes and the, De- and the Hennemarys 
for the Fitzgeralds and the Crowleys, the Quilties, the Crokes, the Wenches and the Hogan, and all of those downable prize. Congratulations. You're Mendigy proud. I'm in Croke Park today, a date that'll never be forgotten about. Down of Oakhide. That's the story of this All Ireland Junior Hurling Final. James. Barry, how are things? Like, this was a great battle. This was a great campaign, James. You won the county uh, final rather easily, uh, but you had a couple of. I would say that the, the game against the Rocks of Wexford was the game that really. Yeah, no, maturity, maturity. Well, I tell you, Barry, if, if you come out of the championship in Kenny, you're properly tested. And, and we played Galmoy, we played Blacks and Whites in a first round quarter final, played Steve Rooney County semi final, and then Tuller in the final. And that day in Tuller, we were 1 3 to 2, or 1 6 to 2 points down after were, 15 yeah. minutes. And Barry, I tell you, the water break suited us that day. We were delighted to get him in after 15 minutes. So look, you know, we, we were properly tested coming out to Kenny and the Tower Rocks game down at Wexford was, mm. a, was a real battle. Delighted to get out there. And just today, again, you know, what a sideline from Martin O'Neill at the end oh, to, to win an All-Ireland. As I said in commentary, it would do Canning as good as Canning is. He couldn't do better than that. Uh, well, listen, you talk about TJ last week yeah. and, uh, and the timing of it, you know, yeah. and, and the goal against St. Thomas's Last minute goal needed. Well, you know, Martin is standing over a sideline there and, and he's having a go at it and uh, to see it sail over the bar, Barry, I, honest to God, it was just pure magic. If there was no nest there, it was in the Davin stand, it was as good as that. It was, it was. The minute, it, the minute I, it left yeah, it, you know, it's going over. You, I, said to you, I said to you during the campaign, the one element of your team that struck me was that there was a great bond of trust between you. You yeah. trusted one another, James. Uh, yeah, and, and that trust, like, look, Barry, if you look at it today, it was tested. We were put to the pin of our collar. That's a real good Absolutely. cork side. It's Kilkenny Cork All Ireland final. Sure. Uh, you go back tradition down through the years, whether it be intercounty or whether it be club, they're always serious games of hurling. Mm. And today was no different, you know. And the boys were super, trusted each other to the to the very end, and mm. no a great way to win it. I'm delighted you did, James Martin. Thanks, Thanks very much, Barry. Okay, Liam. Uh, Liam, 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 that's what I thought. Yeah. Quick word. Uh, th there was fierce value in that for Moon Coin and Moon Coin. Look, Barry. There was great value in that for your parish, wasn't there? Two years ago, three years ago, we were bet by t about 20 points by Connie Shamrocks in, in, in above in Callan. I remember it. It was a very low day for our club, so we regrouped. We, we got down Willie Cogan and Jimmy Maher. Uh, Tom Murphy deserves huge credit here, I think, for... for Don't be talking about being Neville like that. Yeah, well... We, 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 we got rid we, 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 we regrouped and we, we started doing things right professionally we started coming to the field on time and we started doing things right and we, we, we started playing heads up hurling and as the boys would say we started playing we started being good with the ball and moving the ball around and trying to be, trying to be good at every, in every aspect of it and this is the, this is the result today and, and as, as as Martin Gann said, like there, there was grown men. There was grown men. I saw grown men crying when we were relegated to intermediate, and I saw them crying again today for different reasons. And, and it's great for for our club, you know. As I said, I'll do a lot for your for your uh, club. Uh, the, at the end of the game, at the end of the day, your your team have matured in an awful lot of ways. They trust in one another, they're hurling for one another, they're confidence in one another, each other's ability. There's a great collective there for that team, isn't there? Well, I'll go back to our nephew again, Tom Murphy. He said it to me two years ago when we put this management team together that we had a right chance to do something. We have a right group of fellas coming up and we needed to get it right and we needed to play the right type of hurling 
and we need to have no waste and do, and, and do the, and hold the ball and, and get the scores and that's what we did and it, it, it's that manifested itself there today yeah every ball I think every ball that we were moving up the field was, was with purpose you know and we were, there was no waste and, and, and when, it, when, when, when someone did the wrong, wrong thing with the ball it was killing us and we were you can see it straight away like uh, that, that's not the right thing to do on fellas and well, that's what and, and it, I could say to any club in, in the county like to come out uh, uh, and when you do things right when you, have the, when, you, when you work with good men I heard Roy Keane saying this se- several times when you work with good people you can get things done like you know and some great bits of commentary there from Barry and um, some lovely interviews there with the backroom team from Moonkine and Pat also on Saturday there as well we had Nace taking on um, Kilmiley. Kilmiley, yeah. yeah and I actually, um, I got to watch that on that that YouTube channel. Uh, my daughter service. turned up and she 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 started shouts. <laughs> and the internet actually actually worked for me. Usually, I, I bought all the ones last year. Never got to see any because there wasn't enough internet power. So, but this time I got to watch it, and I really enjoyed it. And um, Nias were the better team for a long time, but. Um, as the weather deteriorated a bit and uh, I thought Kilmiley got into their stride and they were playing a bit more direct hurling I thought the the, the short game that Nace were playing was actually costing them badly yeah. when uh, uh, you know in that second half and uh, in, in, in if you like that middle part of the second half and uh, you know they came they came really on really strong and Nace couldn't get the ball up the field couldn't get past the halfway line really and uh, you know Kilmiley were pressing and pressing uh, but they did snake away for a crucial point after missing a free, and uh, that was, you know, as as Kilmiley poured forward. But I think Nace were probably slightly better. But uh, I, I thought Kilmiley gave a great account of themselves, and uh, and and it was a it was a great game as well. Yeah, Kilmiley lasted on the first half. They they really I don't know there was there was couldn't get to grips with the game at all. Yeah, they they just didn't. Uh, they took a long time to settle into it, but yeah. when they did, you know, I mean, there was there was just the the point in it, and and it uh, was it was hanging by a thread. Hotter, look, the either matches could have gone either way. That's just the way it was. I thought Nace were the better hurlers, and that's why they won. And I thought clearly Munkine were the better, more skillful hurlers. The two more skillful teams won the matches on Saturday. That to me was the defining factor in the end. Yeah, no, absolutely, and um, huge, huge celebrations from Nace then when the the one that did a prayer from you know the the big massive ball outside yeah. from there down to the other end of the town and back, so the streets were littered with people. So yeah, no, um, I was in I was in touch with Richie Hogan, he'd be the father of the full back, and Austin Berrigan, who would be ex Balakala, and Austin is the Austin is the person who's been lauding Kilkenny in the part they've played in bringing those players on at underage. So to be fair to Nace, they would acknowledge that all of those players, a lot of them have spent their time playing underage in Kilkenny, and that is a big factor in what has brought them forward. And there's word coming through that Minute are looking to come into Kilkenny now. I'm aware and Minute of that, yeah. is, is one of the the emerging places. Yeah, really emerging teams in 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 Kildare. Yeah, mm. it's brilliant to see, isn't it? Like yeah. you know. So right, we'll take our first break. James, after where we'll have more discussion. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back at 26 minutes past six. Glad to be joined on the line by Pat Hayes. Good evening, Pat. Good evening, Kieran. How are you, boy? Not too bad, Pat. Um, Pat, you have uh, upcoming referees course coming up? Yeah, start, first course, starting this Wednesday night at 7.30 in Nolan Park. 
Um, we have a, ref- a course for new referees, so we have. Great stuff, Pat. And what's the numbers like? Have you had much feedback? Uh, yeah, well, or? yeah, I have nine nine new referees starting now for definite uh, Wednesday night. So we have, and um, there's a fair spread of the county from Ballaragat all the way down to Mullinavat. So we have, so you know, good spread this time. Not the last time, a couple of years ago, when we had it. It was mostly north. We got them all up north, but now we have a good spread of the county. So we have, which is great, you know. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Pat. Because with the with the spread of fixtures and the amount of competitions that are going on, like it's to, to have them spread out around Kilkenny is is massive and um, gives you a great chance then you know to be covering all games, not asking the same refs to travel around. That's right, you know, and it's important that we get a, a fair spread of them, so it is, you know. But um, and it's important that we get new referees every year as well, because as you know, Kieran, we have one or two dropping off every year and it's nice to get a couple you know like like, like any team any hurling team a football team you know one or two go every year a couple come on so you have to keep the, the team taken over so you have as, as they say yeah exactly it's important to keep the numbers going and um, I suppose Pat the especially when you're bringing in new referees it's nice to be able to mix them in with the more experienced refs if they're whether they're doing the line or anything like that to learn from the more experienced refs as well yeah, they will. They'll start out doing underage games under under thirteen, under fifteen, and doing the line then in in the, the bigger matches, you know, and they'll gain great experience there from from the existing referees. So they will, um, you know. <coughs> sorry, but um, yeah, no, stop that. And um, just on all the referees that started last year, Pat. Um, have you, say, a 100% record of lads staying on, or did a few fall away, or are all anyone that started still fairly positive about the, the referee? So, all the referees now that have come on board in the last five or six years now, while I'm involved, um, we've lost none. We've lost one referee this year, um, Paul Cal. I'd just like to put on record to thank Paul for his service. Paul has gone into management. He's taken over there in Dales Ford. Mm. And I'd like to wish him well there, so I would. Um, other than that, no, we've lost one or two. That are, you know, they were there for a long, long time, and age catches up in us all, sure, and time catches up in us, and we, we all have our days, so we have, you know. Exactly. So we have. Yes, and just, Pat, I suppose, for for any new referee going into the to referee the game now, it can be, can be difficult at times, and, like, I suppose we have a bit of a listenership here but it's important to respect our referees because I've been at an awful lot of games over the, the, the last as not just last year but all the years and the abuse levels seem to be getting that bit higher so it's very very important to be re- to be very respectful of these referees they're only doing their best and it's a job that not many would do well it's, it's you know if you're one of the boys, we have a lot of hurlers on the beach so we have and as, as you say Karen, it's not an easy job so it's not and you're in the middle of the field looking at a situation and a guy is on the sideline looking at the same situation. You have two different views of the thing. And the guy in the sideline is wondering, why didn't he see that? But, the ch- you know, and he's only human, like us all. We're only human. And any time you go to a match and you be chatting with someone after the game, we tell you about something that happened at the game and you say, oh, gee, I, I didn't see that. You know, so you have to respect him and... As you say here, they're doing their best. 
no referee goes out to have a bad game. Every referee wants to be, wants to have a good game, so to do. But you know they're human at the end of the day, and I'd, I'd ask everybody, especially our new referees, when they take to the field, that um, that they do respect them. Now, in saying that, Kieran, here in Kilkenny, we're not too bad. We're not the worst, and we have a good supply of referees here. You know, nine nine is a, a huge lot of referees to get you in one year, so it is. Definitely. You know, and I've been talking to my counterparts in other counties around Leinster, and they're struggling, struggling because of what you said there, you know, the bit of abuse of that, you know, struggling to get lads to take it up. So we're not too bad here, so we're not, you know, we're not the, the worst, so we're not. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. And I suppose, like you said, Pat, for any new referees that are going out for what management and sub- spectators and parents alike, you know, it's it's like any young player making their debut or going out and hurling a game. Like the first 10 or 15 minutes might be the difference for a ref. Like if they make a decision, a wrong decision, and lads are getting on to them, it can affect their performance for the rest of the game too, you know. It might be just a bit hesitant to maybe to blow a whistle or anything like that. So it's important just to, to give all the referees a chance. Yeah, it's important to encourage, give them a bit of encouragement, especially, as you say, when they're starting now. It's like a chap starting in a new job. It's going to take him a while to get in on the new job and all. And, and if you're going to be shouting and bawling at him, he, he's probably going to walk out of the job and walk away, kind of, so he is. And if he gets encouragement and, and is guided right, he, he, he'll stay with you, so he will. So I'd be asking people out there to, you know, respect the referee. You know, and and if if you're going to give out, come in, come in and do the course, and we'll give you a whistle, and we'll send you out and see how good you are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. And um, so that 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 first training course then passes Wednesday night. Wednesday night, seven thirty in Nolan Park, and anybody here on this interested could give me a bell here at oh uh, eight seven two eight four four three four nine. Perfect. And I, I'll I'll have a chat with him and guide him in the right direction. Perfect. Yeah, no, and that's a brilliant, Pat, and we greatly appreciate your time. I know you're on a, a tight schedule at the moment. Yep. Um, but um, thanks a million for joining us, and we wish both yourself and all the new referees and all the referees in the county a successful 2022, and only firm luck, we wouldn't be able to have games. So best of luck to them all, and um, same to yourself, Pat. Yeah, just before I go, here, could I thank you and your team there, you're great to me this year and only for you a lot of these names that, that told me that's where they heard it about the course on the radio so I, I'd like to thank you very much for all your help during the years you know every one of you is great to me so they are oh, no problem at all Pat you know where we are anyway anytime you, yep. you, you want to um just have anything out about anything upcoming for referees or anything to do with any GA activity or any sporting activity get in touch with us and we'll be gladly uh, there to support it Thanks Kieran. Thanks Pat and that was Pat, Pat Hayes just on the upcoming referees course just on handball news um, the Leinster Championship is starting this weekend for the underage on Friday the 11th of February in Mona Vey at 7.15 the boys under 12 singles Shane Dyle from Wine Gap takes on leash is Michael Brennan that's followed at 8.30pm in the boys under 14 singles Reen Dowling from Talbot's Inch plays leash is Jack Dyle then at Kilfane at 7.15 the boys under 15 doubles Keen Doherty from Kilfane is partnered by Padraig Egan from Wine Gap they play leash Eaton Lafferty and Jack White 
Then at 8.30, the girls under 15 doubles, Kilkenny's Mia O'Connell and Jenny Saunders take on Leash's Catherine and Aoife Kirby. Then on Saturday, 12 o'clock in Culla Hill, the boys under 15 singles, Anthony Clifford from Talbot's Inch takes on Leash's Ross Deegan. Then in the boys under 16 doubles at 11.15 a.m., Kilkenny's John Hayes and Cahill Buckley, both Kells take on Simon Comfort and Donald Deegan. And then in Lachlan's Court 1 at 11 o'clock, the boys under 14 doubles, Andrew Brennan, Talbot's Inch is partnered by Matthew Murphy, Kells, and they take on Leash's own Delaney and Owen Holland. Then at 12.15pm, the boys under 17 singles, O'Loughlin's Rory Glynn takes on Leash's Jack Dunphy. And then in Wine Gap at 12 noon, the boys under 16 singles, Connor Dale has home advantage against Leash's John Delahunty followed by the boys under 17 doubles where the wing up here of Ron O'Brien and Evan Dial take on Leash's Martin Drennan and Liam Kirby and then finally the boys under 13 doubles Jake O'Neill is partnered from Kells is partnered by Jack Egan from Wingap and they take on Mark Dowling and Keno Sullivan from Leash as well and then finally at Mona Vey on Saturday the boys under 13 singles Conor Minogue from Kells takes on Fiona and Brennan from Leash and then in the boys under thir- under 12 doubles the Kells pairing of Stephen Hine and Matthew Carr take on Leash's Dara and Aaron Brennan so a busy weekend of handball there for our Kilkenny juveniles and best of luck to them all and hopefully they'll be all this time next week be preparing for a Leinster final we're delighted to be joined on the line now to talk Camogie by Aoife Lanigan good evening Aoife good evening Kieran Aoife I suppose um, the, the inter-county action got underway at the weekend and it couldn't have started off much better with three victories for our Kilkenny teams and in the Division 1 uh, 118 to 110 win for our senior team over Limerick yeah, great, great to be back and great to see crowds as much as um, yeah, and Callan, the seniors took on Limerick. Um, great turnout, as I said, and great to see uh, and a lot of new players on the, getting getting a chance on the senior team on on Saturday. Like when a lot of the players are taking a break or uh, Denise playing the football match. But yeah, great performance by Kilkenny. Um, like they're playing clear their next game in three weeks' time, so yeah, it's kind of a break. So yeah, great performance. Um, took them a while to get into it, but when they did get going, like uh, Limerick led two, two points to one after five minutes, but then Kenny scored one three without reply and kind of kept going. Then I know they took the you know, people say they took the foot off the, the pedal a bit in the second half when Peter Costa kind of got more into the game, got Limerick back into it. Yeah, but good performances like Tiffy Fitzsimmons had a good performance in full back. Like she she was marking actually Laura Fenley, who was actually a former. Um, you know, fair, so if you would have played with her, so she's moved down to Limerick now, so she kind of got the better of her. But good performances, and great to see Julianne Malone back from Australia as well and putting in a good performance. Yes, and Julianne Malone be a nice addition back to that Kilkenny team, Aoife. Um, like it, I suppose with some retirements and a couple of players maybe stepping away, it's it's great to have a bit of that experience coming back in. Uh, there is, yeah. It's like people will say, like she coming back. She's been out in Australia two or three years. Like, but she's been playing sport over there, so uh, playing football and smoggy over there. So she kind of kept kept herself fit, mother uh, all that. But yeah, great to see her back. Uh, she was a great player when she was there and is continuing on. Like um, I know they kind of changed a few players near the end. Julianne came off, but yeah, great performance to see her back in there in, in midfield and kind of a position that um, I'd say the lads are just trying out to see is, is she going to stay in midfield or in the forward line but yeah good performance for her and, <coughs> and then in Division 2 then Aoife our intermediate team talk on Tipperary and a brilliant win 3-8 to 7 points so uh, gr- great great to get 3 goals definitely in their first match against a sticky Tipperary team 
And through yeah, you don't know with Tipperary what way they're going to go with their teams. Like looking looking at some of the Tipperary teams, it seems to be some of their their minor players coming up from last year. Uh, yeah, it was great performance by 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 the intermediates. You look at it, um, Hannah Scott's going two one, Carly's Comfort one uh, one. On your feeling two pints, Afton Grace three pints, Tyrone and a pint. So yeah, great good great scores like Hannah. Getting goals like great to see Carlisa would know actually Carlisa has been more of a centre than a forward, but yeah, great to, to see kind of new blood coming into the intermediate and uh, side as well. Yeah. yeah, and just as you were saying there, if um as you were mentioning a couple of players a couple of players coming through from the last couple of minor teams as well so like the intermediate grade is a great stepping stone there to get some inter-county senior experience into these players yeah it is and you look at look, they're only subs at the moment you look like Nick Beal is, is on the subs and like Jane Cass as well like from the minors and then with Dixburg girls as well that's got into the Leinster final and yeah great performance and it gets might get a chance later on in, in their games in the intermediates and they're there if kind of need to be brought on if any of the girls kind of get injured and seniors they might be brought up either as well yeah but uh, it's great to see that that they are getting a chance because like, with, with, with the league you don't know what way with games nearly like Camogie they're, they're, they're branched out now they're not playing again until middle of uh, the end of February then into March so like they're, they're spread out a bit so they do have to have a niggle that the, the lads get them right and whatever but yeah yeah, no, absolutely. And then finally, our minor team had a great win over Waterford, 13 points to 6. And look, it might have been low scoring, but the defence held tight, like 6 points to concede is a very, very low score. Yeah, they put in a good, good performance. Looking at, you look at the team that started out, you're kind of saying some of the girls played uh, with Loretta the day before. Um, you look at Richard Brennan played with Loretta, Amy Clifford with Loretta. Um, People would say, how can you play two games in a, two days in a row? But the performance, the two of them put in. They must have got the, they, they, they got a good, great sleep at night, the night in between, but great performance by, by the two, by the whole team and the play, and Lucy that came on. Um, yeah, what were their t- a tough team? Like, looking at them from last year, they have about four or five starting and they're talking out of the whole 15 that was started last year. That drew with them down in Watford last year, so they knew they were going to have a tough game, but um, if the positional changes then some of the girls um, Avery Shefflin got injured against, uh, with Loretta the day before so she was missing yesterday but just switching around like great performance from Sophia Kerr when she came in um, she would be under 16 with us last year so yeah great performance from, from all the girls like Amy Clifford again like 7 points you know, I know 4 frees but she the energy engine room that girl has for such such a young age that she will go like uh, people were saying like it was ball kick it was the wind right, the shower came at the end of the end of the game but yeah great performance by him Yes, and um, out of all the three teams, Aoife, the only team that's out next week is our minor team, and they take on Clare. So, um, you're down in Clare, yeah. Down in Clare, right. Yep. I and don't know where, where in Clare now could be their, their home pitch down in, in Ennis. So. Yeah, so um, it, the game's coming, taking fast for our minors, and then both our senior and intermediate teams not out again until the 26th, and our seniors taking on Clare, and then our intermediate team taking on Waterford. So. Um, both those games away as well as far as I know Aoife they are both, both way yeah all the, all the other games now are away for all, all the teams yeah so like it's travelling and they've got their game away they're probably getting a few practice games play each other or whatever like it's, as I said earlier they play their first game and then they're not back for three weeks and then kind of tight again and um, three weeks so like you're up to April 
playing play early like April playing league and then you're you're kind of tight into events and and championship. Yeah, but it's great as I said earlier. We're saying that it's great to see them all back. Like, but waste the minor. They're playing Clare next week and then they're 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 not playing a game another game for five weeks. So I think it's something to do with the colleges or whatever to get all the college games over as well as kind of club games as well to that they're not all on top of each other. Yes, exactly. Yes, so plenty to look forward to. And I suppose, see, for while our, our inter county teams had all positive and great results, we had disappointment for the, our Loretto teams um, in the senior championship. And look, I don't know how uh, an All Ireland semi final can be decided on 40, 45s, but um, a tough way for the Loretto to go out. Very tough. Listen to some of us um, while, while at a break in the, the senior game on Saturday. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to extra time. They're saying that's all because the final is in two weeks' time. I don't know. It's because is it because county minors around the same time. Like it's it's very hard, and I feel sorry for Loretta. Uh, it's very hard been, for anyone to have lost that way. Um, to 45. Like I was talking to. Amy Clifford and um, Minogue who would have been part of that team yesterday and uh, or on Saturday and this very hard went to the sudden death as it says like out of the five um, there was two two missed two, two missed hits and then the next went to sudden death and that was missed and like they said it, the wind the rain that, that curtailed a lot of shooting straight in front of a goal too that the wind caught it and kind of brought it like you're thinking that you're straight in front of the goal taking a 45 is going to go straight over but no Amy said, like, when she's taken it, she said, the wind completely carries it away from the goal. So it is very hard, and especially uh, in All Ireland semi final, it's very hard to lose that way. Yes, and to go so far as well up to up to uh, Galway venue as well and to come away with that, it's it's very tough to take. But look, they can be very proud of their efforts. I know it's only, it, it might mean much to them now, but they can be very proud of their, their senior campaign. They can be, yeah. I didn't really know that they, they got their, they had a great semi final win. Um, an exceptional win I think they only had their opposition only scored a pint against them in the semi-final and then the, semi, the final against went to a replay against presentation and that stood to them as well having that and then um, being able to get um, in play for back as well for the semi-final so yeah great performance by the girls and just disappointing and just hopefully it won't take too much to hurt that they can build on it because a lot of the girls are county players as well and that they'll get going and that's, um, that's hopefully now with some of the girls that are on that senior panel and are now playing in the junior Absolutely. Um, Aoife, thanks a million for joining us this evening. Um, as always, it's great to talk to you. And, um, Sorry, Kieran, uh, just to finish there with you. I just wanted um, we're talking about that the Ashburn Cup semi finals are on in, on Wednesday night in Pilton. And uh, DCU were playing UCC, and there's players um, on both teams from Kilkenny, and then there's Mary I are playing UCD. So, um, down in Piltown on the back pitches so it's at 6 o'clock for UCC versus DCU and the other ones are based lock with Mary I and UCD if people are around and just want to see college games like it's nice to think to have a have a good look at them 
as I say, there are county players like you look at. Aoife Norris is with Piltown or with DCU, I think, in the goal, isn't she? Uh, no, I think she finished out oh, of college. She finished, she's, yeah. she's full time now in, in um, teaching up in Dublin. But no, their goalkeeper, I think, is um, the cargo of Wexford. But uh, no, you, you've got Tara Kenny from from St. Linus there. You've, you've got Jane Cass. So you've got a few of the Kilkenny good, good players. Uh, Kiro Shea, you're feeling a few of the Dixburg players on it as well. And then uh, you've got Shauna Tracy from Bear Range as well. Yes. And the management from DCU are James Kelly, who's former manager here in Kilkenny, Tommy Wall of Bear Rangers, Washington Breen, multiplayer of Bear Rangers as well. So you click any players there that are beyond showing their potential there on the night. Yeah, absolutely, Ethan. Thanks for, for highlighting both those games because I think um, I'd say lots of people will be eager to see those games, especially as they are local enough down there in Pilltown. So plenty yep. to look forward to, and uh, we'll keep an eye on those as well. So we have our we'll touch base with you next Monday night, Eva, where we'll be looking back at the, the minor game versus Clare, and hopefully it'll be two wins from two. We will. Yep. Take care, and talk to you next week. Thanks, Eva, and that was Eva Lanigan, our Camogie correspondent. Okay, joining us after the break, we'll be looking back at more hurling. Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back for the last nine minutes of the show. I suppose we'll look ahead to the the Ballyhale match on Saturday. Um, Pat, Ballygunner will be a big test for him and Ballyhale will need to have a lot of the injured players back. Yeah, it's a game I find it hard to make up my mind about because Ballygunner's first All-Ireland final and how they react to that and how they, you know, how they've managed it down in Washford because there'll be no doubt about it, you know, all the, the media attention has been on Ballygunner because uh, they hadn't uh, won much in Munster and now they're out, but now they're in, the, in All-Ireland and that and, they're, and they've taken all the, the attention off the Shamrocks and Shamrocks haven't uh, lost one All-Ireland that was the first one against Black Rock and they haven't lost one since having said that Shamrock's form is a concern and there's no use saying anything else because there's a lot of them not playing well and whether they can find their form for the final uh, that's that's the big question so it's a, it's a, a very much a 50-50 game yeah no absolutely uh, Barry what do you think? Yeah, I'd be inclined to agree with Pat. Uh, I wouldn't chance a handsome shilling on either of the two sides. I was talking to Tony Considine before I came in here for at least about a day and a half. That's as long as the, the telephone call lasted. But he did say that prior to the semi-finals, if, yeah, if, if uh, St. Thomas's and Kilmallock, the Shamrocks and Ballygunner were in the semi-finals, who would you have picked to play? Who would you have picked not to play in the semi-finals? And he said, Ballyhale Shamrocks. He said, there were t- uh, t- Tommy Larkins, the two, two, two goals a better team. Who came up for tops? Who came out in front w- at the wire when it really mattered? The Shamrocks, he said. I would not bet ever against Ballyhale Shamrocks. You know, the, there's something about him. There's something about him. He said, the three weeks they've had from the semi final to the final, he said, that will work wonders. He said, it will be savage down there for the last three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Nicky, how do you think you'll go yourself? Well, first of all, we don't know if Ronan Corkin is starting. We don't know if um, if um, Darren, Mullen. Darren Mullen is going to start. 
and the difficulty. Connor Phelan, is who? Connor Phelan went off the last. Yeah, he got a knock. That's right. So look at if they're missing those guys, they're going to be under pressure. I mean, they know the last day that they got out of jail. They know they got out of jail against St. Reynolds. So how many more times are you going to go? They they will hope. They have said it to us in conversations that they know they haven't been playing that well, but. Going back with what Barry has said, when they get to a final, when they get to Croke Park and they know they're 60 minutes away from another club title, they do tend to do things that other clubs are just simply not capable of doing. And it will be a big occasion for Ballygunner, who are definitely playing well and uh, have been probably the farm team in all of the championship. But they still are going to be, they're going to be mentally, this is going to be a big one for them. And how well they approach that game will will be will have a big bearing on the result. But the Shamrocks are up again and there's no point in saying otherwise. But there's no team in Ireland can respond to the potential adversity they face with some numbers of players down. Pat, um, just on Ballygunner the last day, if you were Ballyhale, would you be targeting the full back lane? Um, I, I was looking at Bally, Bally Gunner the last day and they, they didn't overly impress me and their half-back line was the, the line that I was uh, most disappointed in and I, 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 have a kind, uh, I have a kind of a feeling that they're not that great in the air mm. that half-back line and that's where Shamrocks could make hay because you know the, the Shamrocks are generally good in the air and they're big men and all yeah. that kind of thing and uh, Bally Gunner didn't, didn't impress me that much but the, the kind of a game they play Croke Park and that will suit them more I'd say you know uh, rather than we'll say even Dungarv and, and that and when they came to Turles the you know the 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 they play Parnell better Park, yeah, yeah or, you know the, rather than playing the likes of Parnell Park and that so that that should suit them a, a fair bit but I think you know Shamrocks are old hands at going into an All Ireland final this is the first time for Bally Gunner and uh, I think that's a that is a big factor yeah most definitely and look we look forward to that game I suppose before we go. Barry Kilkenny and Antrim there yesterday. I thought it was, I, I was an awful poor hurling match. I thought there was very little information there uh, uh, for uh, for certainly for the Kilkenny mentors. They have a big job. They have a big hill to climb. They have a big job ahead of them. And uh, like Lester, yesterday, yesterday contributed very little to their forward planning, as far as I could see. Yes, um, Nicky, I suppose. Well, I was only listening to the game, Kieran, and hearing some comments today, and. Uh, by all accounts, I reckon that you know we have a tough battle. Look, sometimes we give people the benefit of the doubt, maybe at the start. But for next Sunday evening against uh, Tipperary, we're going to be down the Shamrocks crew again, and um, this is going to be a very serious test. So, I think our biggest issue probably is one of our biggest issues is the full back line. Conor Delaney again appears to be went off injured yesterday. I have no idea for what. I don't know. You guys might know. Hamstring, it looked okay. like a hamstring. Okay, hamstring. Mm. I hear him saying here. That means he's going to be out for a while. So I'm not sure who they're going to put in there. I mean, are they going to have to go back with put Hugh Lawler at full back? Well, Hugh Lawler went back full back before the end of the game. Yeah, I, I look at I think no. them. I think they may have no choice only to do that, particularly on Sunday, and mm. maybe see what where it works out after that. Because, but I, I, I think a factor yesterday that you have to take into consideration: Kilkenny hit 19 wides. They hit seven wides in a row uh, in the second half. And, uh, you know, uh, Antrim hit 11, from, uh, that, that's from my count anyway. But, uh, and it was that kind of a windy, squally day. And when someone took a shot at the goal, you were never sure whether it was a score until you saw the umpire. It was a lottery. <laughs> yeah, well, until you saw the umpire going for it, it was that kind of a... And even that, then he didn't go for it. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, there was no great speed in him. No. But, uh, yeah, uh, and look, uh, the positives for Kilkenny was uh, Tom Phelan was excellent at wing forward. Yeah, and uh, mightn't have been as prominent in the second half 
that Martin Keown got 2-2 two, two at full forward and was always taking on his man and you'd say that uh, David Blanchfield was excellent at wing back and, and having said that Hugh Lawler was, uh, was uh, top class at centre back so, I thought Billy Reinhardt well, yeah Billy he did Paddy Deegan was seemed to be prominent he did, yeah, he did yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but um, the last goal that, that Antrim got uh, it's well worth seeing the ball that was sent in straight mm. into the hand of McManus it took out uh, all the Kilkenny backs and had him in behind it was a, just a brilliant ball in you'd have to the, give give credit but Kilkenny won't be happy at, uh, at uh, conceding three goals and I don't know did they concede three goals against the same opposition last year yeah, well look at Sunday is going to be more, Sunday is going to be detest because yeah. Tipperary yeah we can say they're, they're kind of rebuilding a bit but they're probably ahead of us in that regard but that'll be the big test up in Simple Stadium and I think this night week I think we can I think we can reassess where, or assess where Kilkenny are more seriously then yes mm. and we we look forward to it I suppose what do you think yourself Kieran? I was disappointed Barry um, look I, at the ease I know the last goal as Pat said was a great goal but the ease of the first two goals the way mm. they went through you'd have to be very worried and certainly even, the first one Look, I'm not mm. saying being cynical or that, but like your man in the for the first goal, his name escapes me now, but he carried the ball a long way. And look, you have to either if you're not going to dis- uh, Sean Elliott, Sean Elliott, yeah. If you're you have to if you're not going to dispossess him, you have to take him down. Simple as that. But look, we'll learn a lot more from next Sunday, as we all said in Tipperary. And we've we look, there's a couple of new players um, popping their heads up as well, which is good to see. Right, that's where we're leaving for tonight. Thanks to Pat, Barry and Nicky for joining me in the studio. Thanks to Ethan and Pat Hayes for joining me on the, on the phone. And most of all, thanks to you for listening at home. Stay tuned after 7 o'clock with Martin Morris for Country and Irish. Until next Monday night, good night and God bless and stay safe. TC Tars, World of Gaelic